Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers, and it's so good to have you here as we discuss my favorite YouTube tips, the things that are helping me right now to grow my channel. And these are not tricks, as in we're going to trick the algorithm or we're going to trick our audience. These are tricks that are things that support your audience, support the algorithm that I have been doing that I have found to be very helpful as I really compound and grow the channel faster than it's ever grown before. The basic fact is it takes a long time you have to be patient to grow a YouTube channel. What are you looking for? You're looking for the right combination that supports both your audience first, that then triggers the algorithm in a way that supports the growth of your channel. And quite honestly, it can take a long time. It takes some people years, and I'm one of those people. But I am starting to really finally get the groove that I have been looking for, and is it because I'm doing things I didn't know about? No, it's because I finally decided to do the things that I know I needed to do. Not that I was doing things extremely wrong, but I weren't well, I really wasn't doing them extremely right either. But I had the knowledge, so I can only put the blame on me. And in most cases, the blame is on you or me because we're not doing all the things. And sometimes it's because you don't have the knowledge yet. And that's okay. That's why it's a learning process. And yes, we are always kind of jealous of those people that get it at the very beginning. They understand and they just start growing maybe in the first month or weeks or six months. And, you know, it took them a month to get a thousand subscribers and they're at 10,000 in nine months. And it just seemed to be crazy. Why? Why them and not me? Well, there are very good reasons for it, no matter what. Why them and not me? There are good reasons for it. Sometimes it is the topic. Sometimes you just haven't learned how to create great thumbnails. Sometimes you're just not that good on camera yet. Sometimes you just don't know how to read the analytics in a way that will help support you in determining how you're going to create and what you're going to create your next video about. Hey, I think I'm going to have a bonus show this week, and I'm hopeful by next Monday I'll have a guest on the show too. So cross our fingers, and let's hope we have a guest next Monday. I always enjoy having guests because they always bring just another point of view, another angle, another approach to YouTube that we can all learn from. And if you have not yet, go through the past shows and check out some of the guests that we've had. We've had some excellent guests. We've had YouTubers who've just crossed the 1,000 subscriber mark sharing their journey and how they did it. And I know it seems like, wait, wait a minute, 1,000 subscribers? What about millions of subscribers? Well, and millions of views. Well, you know what? So you got to get to a thousand first. And sometimes learning how other people did it and their approach can confirm maybe some of the things you need to do. 
And of course, we invite some excellent YouTube educators to the show, such as Brian G. Johnson. We've had Nick Nimmin, Daniel Patel. We've had so many people that can help you, people who have developed tools and understand how to use the tools to support your YouTube journey, such as TubeBuddy and Morning Fame and VidIQ. These are tools that can support you in your efforts. And speaking of tools, I want you to consider some of the tricks that I'm going to share with you today as tools to help you in the process of growing your channel. The first one has to do with when you upload your videos. We've talked about this a few times, uh, and I'm really grateful that YouTube has that new tool in their analytics that shows you about what time your YouTube viewers are actually on YouTube because it's important for you to be able to upload a video at a time in which the people who like your videos are more likely to watch your videos will be there. The reason for this is that that view velocity, if YouTube sees that more and more people are going to your video, chances are they will spread out that network a little bit faster. For example, if YouTube sees that 100 people has viewed your video, they may spread out more impressions to people. But if YouTube sees that a thousand people during that same time period watched your video, chances are they're going to spread it out even more to more people, more opportunities. That's why the winners win on YouTube. It's it just that way. It's compounding, and those with more tend to get more until they stop doing what they need to be doing. They can fall backwards if you don't continue the momentum, but it's important to understand that if you have that advantage, you can now consider when is the best time if you pay attention. So look, it's under the audience tab. Take a look at that in your YouTube studio and see when your audience is there. Now, beyond that, it's important to understand when is the next video prime to drop. And we've talked about this kind of a Zen method. And I like the idea of a consistency and I've kind of done a little hybrid for me specifically, and you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. But let me tell you what I am doing, which seems to work. So let's say I have a video that is getting more views. It's hitting number one in terms of the last 10 videos. You know, you have on your dashboard, it shows you the order, the, the top 10 videos that you have uploaded and how they've been ranking in terms of really view velocity, how fast have been they've been getting those viewers. So the number one spot has gotten the most number of views during that specific period of time. Maybe it's the first three hours or the first day. And it's nice to see that comparison because now you know that that video is doing well in comparison and that maybe you should pay attention to the fact that more people are clicking on that video. Because in the very beginning, especially, mostly it's people who have seen your videos recently, who are your regular subscribers. And so they will click on the video first. And if those people are not interested, and so maybe this video is number eight, well, then they, they're not, your true fans are not that interested, then maybe you need to make some adjustments. And I have a couple adjustments that you can make along the way, but this is what I am doing. I think consistency is important 
for you and I. And I believe consistency, yes, is helpful for your viewers, but it's more important for you to keep going, to be consistent, to regularly publish. So what I do, I, I upload, and if a video is in the top three for me, I wait an extra day to publish. And this is part of kind of that Zen method. Now you can actually wait through there's certain maybe metrics. In other words, if it slows down to a certain number of views per hour, which you can see on vidIQ, they, they have a tool that allows you to see that. Or it could be any number of metrics that you wish to consider as a slowdown to the number of people watching the video. In other words, it's taken off like a rocket, then it plateaus. And at that plateau, then you want to drop your next video. And again, Brian G. Johnson and Daniel Patel have talked a lot about this in their last, say, four, five, six months, and I really have latched onto it. So I look at every two days as my upload schedule. So you have an upload schedule. So maybe your upload schedule is once a week or twice a week. But what you need to be is flexible. Flexible in the sense of if your video is doing really well, you don't want to stop that momentum. You want to bring more people in. YouTube is promoting it. YouTube thinks you're great. This video is awesome. We're going to show it to as many people. Let that momentum ride. And then when you start to see it slow down, then you can drop your next video. If you're right in the middle of that liftoff, it kind of just sputters out because you're competing with your own video. Your new video is now competing with the video that was doing really, really well. Of course, videos can start to do well over time, which is a nice benefit of YouTube, unlike other social media where you publish something and chances are it's going to die in the first 24 hours, never to be seen again, and it is rarely re revived. I, I hear that it's happening a little bit here and there, maybe on Facebook, but that's, that's pretty rare. For the most part, once something's published, it's gone after a certain period of time, and it's not going to gain momentum again, where on YouTube, an older video can start to pop. And that's happened to me recently, which has been pretty cool to see. But the thing is, when launching your videos, it is important to be mindful of that. And so I use the top three or four. If something, especially the top three, if, if my video is in the top three of the 10, I will give it another day. So I call this kind of like a two, three method, even, even two, three, four. I have given some videos that were doing really well, even a fourth day, but that's a rare case. Two days, if every two days, a new video, that's my plan right now. Now I got to tell you, I have had just about every plan in the book. I have, I have published daily. I published daily my very first year. Yeah, that was a grind. And then I've backed off to once a week or, or I mean, every combination you can possibly think of as I've been working into my groove. And of course, now I am at the every other day mark. In other words, I'm giving my each video at least one good day to breathe and to build and build momentum. And if it really is building good momentum, doing better than the last videos, which my last videos have been doing and which they really should be doing if you're doing it right and listening to your audience in terms of not necessarily them telling you, hey, this needs to be the next video, which you will get. That's not necessarily always the right answer, but I have a solution for you that's been working really well for me. So uh, we'll get into that in a moment.
But if you see a video in the top three or number one position and you're getting those fireworks in your Google studio, let, let that ride a little bit longer. So that that's that's the trick that has been working really well for me, kind of two, three day schedule, maybe four. The next trick that I attribute to Matt Geelan, although I've been doing this and understood this before, but he said it the other day in a video and I'm like, yeah, you know, I really need to do this regularly because I have been A-B testing my thumbnails. So when you notice that a video you think is pretty good seems to have a reasonable momentum, I mean, maybe it's number four or five in your list of your last 10 and you really think it could do better. Chances are, you just need to improve the thumbnail. Maybe it is the title, but I would start with the thumbnail. And what Matt Geelan and his team do at Little Monster is they, they make sure they have other, other thumbnails ready to go. And if you see that you're number four or five, you think you'd do, put up a new thumbnail. Maybe in the first day, the first 24 hours, if you think that you've just, it's ready, it's just not going where it needs to go. That's what I'll do. Now, what I have been doing, because I, I did some A-B testing to see what would happen. And this kind of lines up with what a number of testers and educators have been saying. In the first hours when you're first getting that momentum, the people that know you and like you, your true fans, the first people to comment, the people to say, hey, I'm here first and hey, you know, whatever it may be, the first likes, they're always there and you can count on them. Well, they appreciate it when they see your face quite often and or see something that they're familiar with that represents your channel. They know it's you. However, once you get past those first days, YouTube, if you, you still have some sort of momentum, is starting to show your video to people that really don't know you so well. Maybe they've seen a video of yours, but you know, so they're still in the history, but it's been a while and they're not that familiar with you. But YouTube is starting to show because this this video is is working pretty well. And people who've liked your other videos seem to like these videos. And so they're 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 expanding the audience. YouTube is expanding the audience. But they don't necessarily need to see your face. So what I have been doing as I've I've been taking my face off on the second thumbnail. So if I feel like the video is good and is growing and is in a good place, I may put in a second thumbnail ready to go, but the second one does not have my face on it, just has a word or something that I think will attract the person that will support the headline and maybe make those people who are seeing this thumbnail think wow, I, I really need to click. The combination of that thumbnail as well as the headline, I need to at least see what this video is about. I have been getting about 10 plus, 10 to 11% click-through rate after I launch my videos. And they slowly back down to maybe nine or 8%. And then, and then I put in the new thumbnail if I think it is necessary. Now, if I really don't know, once in a while, I'll just head on over to TubeBuddy and I'll A-B test the thumbnails. Maybe after a couple days, I'm just not sure. Maybe, maybe I put in that new thumbnail and it didn't improve anything. So I'll A-B test other thumbnails and see what it is people are looking for when it has to do with this type of video.
So there we are. We have two things so far. The the time in which you upload, a little trick, meaning don't just say, hey, it's once a week or every other day, but consider how well that video is doing in terms of momentum. And if it's not doing great, then consider changing up the thumbnail. And if you think it really is totally off, that maybe your headline isn't quite what your video is about, maybe it's a little bit too clickbaity or Maybe sometimes you're just in a rush and you should never do that. You should really be planning these things out in advance, but maybe that's the case. And you just put in a title and it really wasn't the best title. It really didn't do the video justice. So then change that. But I would do the thumbnail first. And if you're really unsure and you do think it's a good video, then maybe try using TubeBuddy if you have that installed. I believe it is the higher level version, a paid version to use the A-B testing tool, but it really can be worth it if you can increase that click-through rate. Believe me, the click-through rate is a huge part of kicking off that video. Let me jump in with something that is happening. In other words, what I have been talking about has been happening right in front of my eyes as I am recording this. So my last video, it had worked its way down to a 9.3% click-through rate. And, you know, that, that's a good click-through rate. Believe me, I, I've been working on this for a while, and there are a number of factors in this process. But believe me, when I was hitting a 6% click-through rate on the launch, I was thrilled before. It's relatively new that I am getting these higher click-through rates for a number of reasons that maybe I can get into in the future. But I just changed about an hour, maybe two hours ago, the thumbnail from my face in, in usually one word to just, it's actually two words and an icon related to the title of that video. And it's very simple, does not have my name on it. And I've watched it go from a 9.3 click-through rate to a 9.8 in just a couple hours getting more views. In other words, YouTube is showing the video, you are getting impressions, that's opportunity, and now people, more people are clicking on it because the thumbnail is obviously of more interest to the audience that YouTube is showing it to. It's just nice to have validation while I am creating this podcast that what I'm telling you actually works. As many of you know, I believe YouTube to be a long-term game. And one of the tricks that helps to keep me motivated is actually getting into play right now at a level that I'm very happy about. And it's using Social Blade as a motivator. So when you go onto Social Blade, you can put in the name it's socialblade.com. You can put in the name of your YouTube channel, among other social media platforms. And one of the options is to give you projections of where you could be in a year, six months, five years. And what I like to do is see where I could be in five years, like five years. Well, I've been doing this at a higher level, meaning I have been working on my YouTube channel all the time, regularly, since 2016. Really, just the end of 2016, so maybe three and a half years. Well, the thing is, if I can look out five years in the future, especially now, and see that, hey, a silver play button 
is in my sights if I keep up and improve what I'm doing. And if I'm working hard, maybe I can bring that silver play button quicker to me. Now, maybe in the beginning, if you're early in the game, it's not going to show you 100,000. Maybe it's going to show you that you hit 10,000 or 20,000 over time. But that's okay. Try to improve that. Let that be your personal. You're not comparing against other people. You're, you're competing against yourself. And for me right now, Social Blade is telling me that in five years, I'll have 94,000 subscribers. And again, you say five years, that's, believe me, five years can go by pretty quickly. And wouldn't you like to be at some point in your life, somebody who has 50,000 subscribers or more? Well, over the last, say, couple weeks, I've been pushing that and it's been growing because my channel is growing. So it was in five years, I would have 85,000 subscribers. And I'm thinking, man, that's getting close to the silver play button in five years. Well, I have been working against myself, against my own statistics to improve that number. And now I'm up to 95,000, 95,000 in five years. And that's just over two weeks time that I've improved that number. So just because it says in five years, this is what you have, that doesn't mean that's what you'll have in five years. You could pull back or you could move that, that number closer a lot faster, but it gives you something to look at to motivate you. And I'm telling you, in the next couple weeks, it will say, I will have my silver play button. I will be somebody with a silver play button in five years. Well, it's not, of course, going to stop there. I'm going to try to move that up to four years and three years, maybe a lot faster. But at least gives me a guide as to the momentum that I am working towards. And I'm not complaining and looking at everybody else and what everybody else is doing. I'm only competing against the one person that I need to be competing against. And that is me. And the only channel that you should be competing against is you. Another trick that I've been working on is to get the people who are watching my videos farther through the videos and knowing my audience and knowing that a lot of my audience is from other countries and maybe have a little bit of trouble with English. And so I'm trying to make it easier for them to understand my videos. And one of the things that I have done is I, I, I have an account with a stock company now. And I in the past, I have not done that. I have used free versions, and in, I also have my own photography that I've used and so forth. But I, I bought a subscription to a company that offers opportunities to download video B-roll to help me support. And not only just B-roll video, but imagery as well as audio and just little clips and even some graphics that can be very helpful in the process of getting people through your video. And I found that very helpful. Music can be very helpful to keep people moving along. Strange sound effects can get people out of the uh, the zone they may have been in. Just like good editing and keeping your video moving can keep people engaged in a way that they don't want to stop. They don't want to click off your video. You keep them moving. Story 
is something else that works really well, being able to tell a good story. And many of us struggle with that, telling a good story, learning how to do that. And I'm continuously working to improve my ability. So that's three things in editing to keep people on longer. Sound and maybe quicker cuts. So that's that maybe four things. Sound, quicker cuts, as well as B-roll to keep the attention, to shift the mind, get them looking into something of interest. Graphs work really well, or statistics that maybe you put on the side can work really well, if that's relevant to your type of channel. But you could add little words here and there or things that may be related. Even, even comedy can use visual effects in some way. Look for where people drop off on your videos and try to figure out why it is that people drop off when they get to that section of your video. And quite often, you'll start to notice patterns. Now, this next trick really surprised me in terms of how well it worked. I was not expecting this much engagement with my community tab. My community tab on YouTube, it's the kind of the social media tab, the place where you can interact with your audience outside of your videos. And now you need 1,000 subscribers, so if you don't have that, it's something to look forward to because it works really well. Now, one of the things I have done over time is use Twitter because Twitter has polls. You can also use Facebook, and if your audience is similar in those areas, maybe you can use those other social media platforms for ideas. But recently, I created a poll about what should my next video be, and I got a lot of response. And it was really clear what my audience on YouTube wanted to see next. And I created that video, and it was a hit for that audience. So that was good. So I've done it again, and I will do it again. And I won't. And it also gives me insight as to maybe some ideas that I had. And it's a good idea to continuously keep a running list of YouTube topic ideas. And then pick three or four of them. Put them in a poll and see which ones do your community members seem to want to see next. And chances are the people who are recently watching your videos will more likely see that opportunity. And, you know, you can compare it to the statistics. Now, if it's way off, then maybe you have to make some adjustments. But so far, so far for me, it's been relatively accurate. Maybe even more than relatively accurate. It's been very accurate so far. Now, I've only done it a few times, but I am getting enough people to actually answer the poll to feel like, wow, this is, this is the direction I might want to consider going. Again, if it's way off, ignore it, but it will give you a good sense, especially when you're unsure which, which video should be your next video. And that, and believe me, takes some of the pressure off, especially when it turns out to be a relatively accurate measure. So what are some of your tips? Hey, if you want to share some of your ideas, some of the things that you do on your journey, maybe you just hit 1,000 subscribers or 5,000 or 10,000 subscribers. Hey, go on over to Twitter at Rosh Sillers, or you could email me, Rosh at RoshSillers.com. And you can say, hey, I want to be on this show. Let's talk about my YouTube channel, the journey 
I so much enjoy doing that. And of course, we'll be bringing on some other folks who have some great information to help support you in the growth of your YouTube channel. Keep experimenting, and I'll talk to you next time. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.